Let us pray. Send your Holy Spirit among us, O Lord, and fill our hearts, that all that we hear and all that we speak may be to your glory and for the common good. Amen. The reading for Pentecost this morning comes from the second chapter of the book of Acts. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place, and suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested upon each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. Now there were devout Jews from every nation under heaven living in Jerusalem. And at this sound, the crowd gathered and was bewildered because each one heard them speaking in the native language of each. All were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But others sneered and said, they're filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed them. Men of Judea and all who live in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and listen to what I say. Indeed, these are not drunk as you suppose, for it is only nine o'clock in the morning. No, this is what was spoken through the prophet Joel. In the last days, it will be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old shall dream dreams. I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Once upon a time, there was a tiny country called Cornucopia. These are the opening lines of the Ichabog, a story of J.K. Rowling's, which she literally took down from the attic and is offering for free one small chapter a day, every day, for the next seven weeks for the children of the world. During these days of isolation and closed schools, growing tensions and deep human pain in our country, J.K. Rowling has spent the last two months helping parents and their kids to read in a project called Harry Potter at Home. In April, she made all seven Harry Potter novels free online. And then this week, the Ichabog arrived. The Ichabog is a fantasy story for children set in a kingdom far away. Rowling, who was a struggling single mother herself, knows well the desperate need for children to have things to read. And she knows what a gift it is to a parent, especially now, to have help keeping children excited and hopeful and enthusiastic.
as the world around them can feel like a closed door. And so Rowling has decided each day for the next seven weeks to release a short chapter of this old new story for free. And on top of that, she has devised a contest in which children are invited to illustrate the story. What kindness, what creativity, what generosity to share this story when our own country's story is in such turmoil. It's always been in J.K. Rowling's nature to be a storyteller. She comes by it naturally. It's her gift. And I'm wondering if there was something about these hard times that called her back to the story in the attic that she would give it as an offering to the children and parents of the world. This is what the Holy Spirit does. It blows in as wind, and it comes in as fire, and takes what is most natural to each of us, and blesses it, strengthens it, and uses it to connect us to one another. This is the gift of the Holy Spirit. And today, of all days, it is our desperate prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, come. The scripture tells us that the Spirit helps to manifest our gifts, make them real and visible and perhaps stronger than we thought they were. All throughout scripture, the Holy Spirit is given, and in every situation, it isn't to create something out of nothing, but it is to bless and strengthen what is already there. As Paul wrote to the Corinthians, what is already most natural in us, our true and unique gift, is activated by the Holy Spirit. When we think of the gift of the Spirit, it is better than to think of it not so much as a new thing that we've never had before, but rather as the clearing away of the clutter, a revealing of an old thing, an inherent nature that's always been in us, but maybe hidden away behind duty and roles and expectations and busyness hidden away by compromises and competition, by old wounds and pain. One of the strange things that I'm experiencing during this quarantine is longing. My longing is not so much a longing for what I was doing in the past and my life exactly as it used to be before this pandemic but a longing for the way I've always wanted to be, but haven't managed to be yet. There's something about this pandemic, and especially this week, that is bringing us back to our core dreams, our inklings and visions for ourselves, the heart of our hearts, and there's a hunger to let that part of us shine. I'll share two conversations I've had this week. 
I was talking with a friend of mine recently in Charlottesville whose youngest daughter is a very active junior in high school. She plays lacrosse and field hockey, she edits the school paper, has a great job in a local sports store, and also struggles with a fair bit of anxiety. But my friend told me that there has been a transformation in her daughter since they've all been home these past three months. She's herself again, my friend said. It's as if she's taken a deep breath away from the various pressures of high school and social life. She's come back to herself, her true nature, and it's been a gift. The second conversation is with our own Missy Ryan. Missy and I were talking by phone just a few days ago and ended up aching together over the violence in our country and the racial injustice that continues to infect us. When will this stop? How will we ever become what we want so much to be? Come, Holy Spirit, come. When the Holy Spirit came on that Pentecost to all those people gathered in, from every nation under heaven, it was certainly a disturbing and scary time. There was chaos and confusion. Everything seemed as if it was turned upside down and inside out. Are we drunk? Are we drugged? What's happening? And it was also transforming. But the transformation was not into something each of them weren't. It was into something they were. The power of this text is that it is an affirmation of what each of us are. But maybe a part of us that's been covered up or ignored or set to the side for a very long time. The Bible says that when the people experienced the power of the Holy Spirit that day and they heard what Peter was saying to them, they were cut to the heart. And they asked Peter, what should we do? And Peter responded, make a decision. Change your life. Receive the power of this gift and renew yourself. This is a gift not just for you, but for your children and for those who are near and those who are far away. There is so much pain during this time and so much uncertainty. But this great, great disruption is also an opportunity for each of us as individuals, for us as a church, and a country, and for us as a world, to return to what is really calling to us in our hearts, what we know to be true, but we haven't quite been able to make happen. The prophet tells us that the Spirit will be poured out on every one of us, all flesh. The young will see visions, the old among us will dream dreams, and we will be cut to the heart and see again what is important 
and true and our yearnings will be activated. I think that J.K. Rowling was cut to the heart by this pandemic and something in her gave her the creativity and generosity and courage to get this story down from the attic and share it as a gift with the families of the world. What is in your heart? What is calling you, your truest nature, your gift? What about the heart and nature and calling of us as a church? What about our dreams as a country, our vision and dreams that may have been put in the attic for a while, but need to come down and be activated and shared? Paul Tillich once said that the saint is a saint not because he is good, but because he or she is transparent. Our God-given nature shines. The Holy Spirit comes as wind, bringing with it power and movement and also uncontrollability. And it comes as a fire, bringing passion and heat and courage. And it comes as divine love blessing who we are and bringing us together so that we are not living for ourselves, but for the common good. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Amen.